Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Chopping Block Podcast. We're doing our week two recap of college football along with the week one recap of the NFL. So yeah, we're missing our co-host Jebediah today. We have... Timmy J-Town. And unfortunately, it, it brings me no pleasure in saying this, but we have had a death on the podcast. Someone very close to the podcast. Your host, Mard Wallace, is dead. You could so, never say the name right, so... Mard Wallace is dead. And so that it doesn't is, really... It that doesn't is, really that is why people. he's dead, because I can't fucking say the name. Uh, that was Timmy J-Town's sister's... No. Turns out it wasn't. Really? Yeah. What? Not, what? I have no idea whose Xbox gamer type that is. <laughs> you just but made I know, that up? No, it was, it, I know it's somebody's, but I just don't know who it is. So, yeah, I have no correlation to that name. I, I mean, anyways, my name is Perks Nowinski. You can call me Perks for short. That is what it is. All right, anyways, let's jump into the show. Sometimes I have too many beers, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. Working out, automatic. Whacking out, automatic. Catholic all-girls schools, automatic. Still is. Alright, like I said, welcome to the this episode of the Chopping Block Podcast. We got a lot to cover. Crazy weekend in college football. Crazy weekend in the NFL. It was a great opening weekend in the NFL. It really was a great weekend. Um, Football was back, but now with the NFL as well, it's like officially back. Well, what, it's like back all the way. What really gave me that punch uh, that football is back, and we'll get into it later, is you know we're A&M fans here. And us losing, that's how I knew football was back. I was like, oh wow, the pain of football. My heart is broken. Football's back. It was so, a sad day. For better or for worse. It was a bad day. It was, it was, it was a bad a day. day. It was a bad day. But if you were not an AM fan or a Notre Dame fan, it was it was probably a pretty good day for you, right? Yeah. Not not a great twenty first birthday present. Yes, it was it was Timmy J Town's twenty first birthday. Terrible birthday present. Asked asked for a win. That was the only thing I asked for. And also Tony said he couldn't provide it and he couldn't provide yeah. it. Yeah. And so just just so our listeners know, I want to give a big shout out to our listeners in Belgium and in Spain and uh, you you folks in Ashburn, North Carolina. Uh, we are now an international podcast. So uh, yeah. Just to let y'all know, we're we're making waves, moving up. Uh, like like it says in the bio, soon to be the number one college football podca- podcast in the universe. Excuse you. No, excuse you. All right. Well, uh, to start off the show, we'll get we'll get into the games here in a uh, in a second. We're gonna start with the AP top twenty-five. Ah, well, no, we'll end with the AP top twenty-five. Um, well, we'll start with the biggest game of the day. And it was game day, Alabama at Texas. Uh, it's very rare that the college game day game ends up being the game of the week, but this was certainly one. Uh, although there were a few games that went to overtime, this one was was pretty shocking. Um, you know, us like I said, we're Aggies, so we both said on the last last podcast Texas was going to get destroyed. What was the spread? Was it? 21? 20, 20 no, I think it was just twenty and a half. So I mean, big three touchdown spread. 
No one thought Texas would be in it except for probably Texas fans. I for one was shocked. Quinn Ewers comes out early. I mean, he he looked like the real deal. I I thought Quinn was good. I didn't know he had that in him. I mean, well, he was a very highly touted recruit. But, but before the season, Alabama's. I mean, obviously Alabama's um, great all-around team, but they're two, I guess, quasi-weaknesses because they're still very elite at all their positions. But their two, their two quasi-weaknesses were left tackle and their defensive backs were a lot of transfers and and young guys. And you could tell that they probably, that was their first real test and they weren't as good as we thought they'd be at those two positions. Certainly. And, and it seems like this is a pattern through Nick Saban's career at Bama. I mean, of course, it's been a great career. But when Bama thinks that they're going to win by a lot, it was like that for the A&M game last season. They're being told, like, I know Saban's in that locker room telling them, you know, you don't need to listen to the media, but those players do. And when, when they think they're going to walk into an environment like this and just and just get away with an easy win, it, it just it rarely happens. Um, just just as easily as that. So um, it was a good game. Quinn Ewers, like I said, if, if he hadn't gotten hurt, I think Texas would have won the game. I mean, Texas had multiple chances to win this game. And I think it's a, a mixture of Texas played really well. And also, like I said, Alabama kind of plays down sometimes when when they think they're just going to blow out some of these teams. Uh, you know, last year they played Florida pretty closely early in the season. Arkansas pretty closely. LSU pretty closely. Auburn. I mean, Auburn Bama, Bama kind of kind of scraped by some games last season, and uh, I I don't think this was any different. I st- still think Bama's going to be very good and one of the best teams. Uh, but that kind of leads me on to my next point is. Is the elite this year closer to the pool um, as in years not, past? Not Georgia. I think Georgia is by I, far and away number one. I do too. After watching the games, I think Georgia is very, very, very good. I think Georgia is the best team in the country. Um, but, like, you know, Bama played close to Texas. Ohio State played, cl- well, played close to Notre every, Dame. I don't think maybe one team, but I don't think... I don't think any of the top ten teams covered the spread this week. Yeah, maybe so one team at the end of there, the night, but there I were think the stat was zero for ten. Or there, there, so there, there were eight. The there were eight top twenty-five team games that played against unranked opponents. They went zero and eight against the spread. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that's pretty shocking that uh, all the ranked teams didn't fare well against unranked opponents, and some of those teams got upset. Um, even the top 25 matchups that did play, you know, Tennessee and Pitt. Tennessee being ranked 24, Pitt 17. Tennessee got the upset. Baylor, I'm, number 9. Most BYU, 21. I know, I know, but, but, I know. But, but BYU being 21, Baylor being 9. BYU got the upset. I don't know, Which no, was not, really shocking without their two best offensive weapons. Neither of those were crazy upsets. But regardless, it shows that the, the higher-ranked teams really weren't faring well this weekend. Um, and so, yeah, just to kind of touch on some final points of Texas, you know, I, I, people keep going back to that safety call and it, it, it was bad. You know, there were bad calls. Texas is going to have to get used to that in the SEC. I mean, it's Bama's always getting calls in favor for them and you know, it sucks, but it is what it is. And Texas isn't the only one to have that happen to them. I think Texas will be good this year. If, if Hudson card can hang on and scrape by with a, and, and get a few wins here over the next month and a half. 
Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It, it's kind of like a Stetson Bennett situation, right? Because JT Daniels, great quarterback for Georgia, or like he, you know, he was everyone had all this off season hype, five star quarterback from USC, and then he goes down early. Stetson Bennett comes in. Not a lot of people have expectations for him. Next year, they win a national cha- championship with the guy. I'm not saying Texas is going to win a national championship, but you know, Quinn Ewers played great. He's a great quarterback, but he's going to be out four to six weeks. And if Hudson Card is rolling with the team, you know, do you do you mess that up by putting Quinn Ewers back in just because he had played a, a great quarter? I I don't know. It, it's interesting. So uh, one 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 thing for me, I think we can finally. Put away the conversation that B. John Robinson is a Heisman level running back. Sure, he can do it against Big 12 teams where they just run <laughs> everywhere, but now that they've played against Alabama, he had he was averaging just under three yards per carry, 21 for 57. Not a good day. I don't think he can replicate the stats against good defensive opponents in the SEC. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a good point. I, well, I maybe always, that's just his, uh, Bama's offensive or defensive line compared to the offensive line, but he, he just couldn't run at all. He's a good no he's a good running back, but he's not... He, I don't he think is, he's he, Heisman level. He's not Heisman level. And, and, but and I, said that, like, I said that earlier on these podcasts. Like, he it is different being a running back in the Big 12 than the SEC. It just is. And it, you can say SEC bias all you want, but it's a fact that going up against these Big 12 defenses, it's just, it's easier. Um, and, and yeah, I was hoping for this to be Texas Day of Reckoning. I, I was hoping they'd get slaughtered so I could point at them and say, ha-ha, when you get to the SEC, this is what it's going to be like. And and guess what? It's one game that they lost. So, you know, Texas fans love saying A&M fans hang on to their moral victories. But Xavier Worthy also 20 yards per catch. And, and Xavier Worthy dropping that touchdown. That dot of a touchdown. I was not able to watch the game because I was at a tailgate. So he had a wide open. T- uh, Quinn Ewers threw a dime. Dude just dropped it. Um, so yeah, I mean Texas could, like I said, Texas could oh, have won I did the game. See that. I did Texas see could that. have won the game five different times. Um, I think it was both Texas playing well and Bama not playing up to expectations. If you remember correctly, two years ago, uh, Texas. Played LSU very closely. Or was that three? Two years ago. I think it was 20, two. 2019. That was three. Three years ago, Texas played LSU very closely. Lost by seven points. Went on to not have a great season. Last year, Texas played OU very closely. After that, almost lost every single game the rest of the season. I know we're being Texas haters. I think, I think they'll be fine this year. But... I don't buy the uh, they're winning out thing that I keep hearing. All right, well, anyways, that's enough talking about that game. On to our next game, one I don't really even want to talk about, App State at A&M. The number six Aggies fall to Appalachian State. What do you have to say about this, Timmy J? It was a sad day. It was a bad day. It was, it was a-, a catastrophe. It was a shit-tastrophe. Sh- uh, I mean, that sums it up pretty well. It was it was a shit day. I 
I, I just, watching the game, I just kept thinking, you know, we're playing bad, but I think we're going to pull it together. There's no way we lose. I mean, that wasn't even crossing my mind, even entering the fourth quarter. I was like, it, it was like when Bryce Young gets the ball back with two minutes. I was like, he's he's going to win. The, like, Bama's going to win the game, you know? It, it, like, it, it's we not had even, the opportunity, and we threw it behind two receivers that had no one within five yards of them. So, you know, yes, there's stuff I want to talk about in the game that happened like that. I mean, ridiculous. But there is a problem at AM right now. And and if it doesn't get fixed and it is called running an offense that expired in, right after he won his national championship yes. at Florida in twenty thirteen. Or Florida State in twenty thirteen. It, it expired then, everyone got got to it. That's why he started doing bad at Florida State. That's why he can't do amazing here. The Jimbo Fisher Jimbo Fisher's offense, theoretically, is, if played in a perfect world with the perfect players, is the best offense in college football. It can be, when executed perfectly. But it is hard to have the athletes today with the transfer portal, with programs like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. What I'm saying is, in theory, he's correct, but it's nearly impossible to pull off, and that's why it won't work. And... It's just he needs to adapt. Great coaches like Saban, like Kirby, Urban Meyer, they adapt. Saban was faced with a problem a few years ago where he had to adapt his offense. And he, he it took him a couple of years to actually do it. But he did it, and Bama's, Bama has not looked back since. The difference is, and I, and I kind of heard Josh Pate touched on this a little bit, you might have as well, is... One second. He's got like... 12 pieces of paper. He doesn't know what what play to call. Like Yeah, he's he got 12 like a clown out there. He's got 12 pieces of paper. Looks like a clown. But the the problem with Jimbo is he's an offensive guy. Kirby and Saban are defensive guys. So, you know, Jimbo's the one who's the QB whisperer. He's the one calling the plays. He's the one that has has everything to do with the offense. So when he lets his hands off of that, what what's his role really? It's it, it's not that he has no role, but it, it's not like a defensive guy letting go of that position. You know what I'm saying? I mean... But I think our defense, everyone's complaining about our defense. I think our defense played great. We were on the field for 42 minutes on defense, and we only gave up 300 yards. Uh, yes, on paper, and, and, and yeah. We, I, I mean, they, they, they only had to get third and two every time, which is why they got every single third down. And then if they didn't get the third down, they'd go for it on fourth and one and then just sneak it right up the middle. So, I mean, we couldn't get off the field, but when our offense goes three and out every time, we had, I think they said out of like seven or eight drives, we had four or five drives under under four plays. Yeah. Like if you go if you go three and out every fucking time and your defense is out there for ten plays every time and they're still not giving up points but they're just out there forever and it's a hundred degrees like f- fans everywhere in the stadium were getting heat stroke yeah I, so I can only imagine what the players were dealing with being out there for forty two minutes yeah I agree with you I mean I think I think our what I'll say is this I don't. I think our defense could have played better. I think the third down conversions were pretty bad. I mean, in the second that half, eight minutes, in the second half, there's nothing they could do. But but you're right. Like, I mean, we it, go three and out, three and out again, and then we get a kick return for a touchdown. And all of the like by that I, point, 
you can't do anything but have an eight-play drive because they've already had 60 plays. No, to your I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't think we lost this game because of the defense. I still think the defense could have done a couple things better, but it was not their fault at all that we lost. I mean, they could not have done anything more. At the it end was just the, the third down conversions. It was so frustrating to watch. It was so frustrating to watch. Regardless, yeah. I mean, in the first half, when the fans are into it and it's still a close game, there's no, there's no uh, reason for it. But like that eight minute drive, starting with three minutes in the third and then ending with like eight minutes in the fourth, like th- by that time there was nothing we could do about it. Like our defense had been on the field for so long, there's nothing that they could have done, and there was a shitty passer pass interference yeah, call. Yeah, those were weird. Wasn't a pass interference call. And on that drive, where the guy was, where our guy wasn't even touching the dude, and they still called it, uh, it was weird. It was yeah, weird. I mean, I think we can both agree the offense was the problem in the game, and, and the offense has been the problem for five years with Jimbo Fisher. I I love Jimbo. I I really want him to be the guy. The offense has been the problem since he, fucking Johnny Manziel. There, there has been a cultural change in the program since Kevin Sumlin for sure. I mean, our guys. We're yeah, recruiting it's a better. shift to a defensive school it rather is. than an offensive school. It, it That's is. the change. There's no offense and there's only defense. The offense, when, when Jimbo Fisher was coming to A&M, Florida State fans, I remember on Twitter, were like, you know, we're, we're sad he's gone, but guess what? Y'all are now going to have to deal with the painfully long offensive drives and how and, and how frustrating it is to oh, watch yeah, his offensive teams. painfully long offensive drives that last three plays? Usually. I'm not talking about this okay, year. But but usually Jimbo's a ground and pound guy who who doesn't like to throw it a ton and you know thirty eight plays of offense in this game because we couldn't get many drives going. It, it, we had t- Haynes King and Devon Chain A Chain were the two rushers on the team. There was only five receivers targeted. I mean, Anaya Smith completely just wiped off the I mean wiped off the face of the planet. It so many questions. We stopped using a I tight think, end. I think him and Yo Keith had 32 yards total last week. They had upwards of 250. Like that's just shocking that we would throw the ball down the field last week and then we would just completely get rid of that scheme this week. And even the first play, I think we had an 18-yard pass to Donovan, or I think it was like a 15-yard pass to Donovan Green on the very first play of the game. We got a false start the next play, and then the game was over after that. We didn't throw the ball down the field another time after that. And, and you know, AM had 14 points, but for those of you who didn't watch the game, seven of those points came off a kick return touchdown after App State had scored a touchdown. There were seven offensive points scored by Texas AM's offense. I mean, a total piss-poor performance, and all of this before we even start SEC play. Um, this, this thing could really go off the rails fast, and, and it needs to be fixed fast. And, and it's... How do you fix it? What what is the answer? What is the answer? I mean, but there is no fix. I I think the first step in in fixing this is you got to take Haynes King out. He's not the guy. He had his chance. The guy doesn't have a twenty one point three QBR and loses to Appalachian State at home with with ninety thousand people in the stands. I mean, he's not it. He had his chance. Yeah, I I wish him the best, but either get Max Johnson in, who has has more experience, or just start your. Connor Weigman, who's the future of the program. I also think it's very interesting that an 11 a.m. game against Sam Houston State, was the stadium was way more packed than it was for 2.30 against App State. I think that just is because it was the first game of the season. There's no reason that an 11 a.m. game should be more crowded than any game against, against a FBS opponent. 
at two thirty. There's no. I, I mean, I agree, but if you switch them in App State's first game and Sam Houston State's second game, App State would have been more full. You know, the problem wasn't the crowd. I mean, the twelfth man showed up. Still, it wasn't pa- it wasn't a hundred thousand, but it was ninety thousand. I mean, regardless, shit game. I I'm hoping Jimbo can turn it around. I'm I'm not confident in it. Our O line's bad. Apparently, Foster's supposed to be back this weekend. Yeah, he said. Some people on Texag said they saw him after the game with his family, and he said he'd be back this week. He better be, man. And, and you know, if they don't pull it off my, against Miami and they go into Arkansas one and two, I mean, this this could get bad. This is a a career defining moment for Jimbo. Um. So yeah, we'll see. All right, on to the next game. Another top ten upset, unranked, Sun Belt. Some, what a weekend for the Sun Belt. The Fun Belt. The Fun Belt. Some call it. Mm-hmm. Marshall takes down Notre Dame on the road at home, and just like the App State A and M game, and you know I didn't get to watch this one because it was I, I was busy during this time. Apparently, it wasn't even close. Apparently, Marshall looked like the better team from start to finish. Uh. You know, Notre Dame losing a close one week one against Ohio State. Buckner is... Tyler Buckner, the quarterback of Notre, Notre Dame, is getting... Or was the starting quarterback of Notre Dame. Is out for the season. Out for the season, shoulder surgery. So that is... I I mean, both of us, both of us said Tyler Buckner's not the guy to win Notre Dame a bunch of games. And then he got hurt... So, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, they, they weren't going to win a lot of games with him either way, but it is still sad. Drew Pine is next on the block for them, and I don't think he's going to do, I mean, I, I just don't think they have anything on offense. Yeah, no, I mean, I like I said, I didn't get to watch this game, so I don't have a ton to say about it. I, I We were both very low on Notre Dame before the season. I, I thought they were a top 25 team. Uh, but I didn't think they were a top five team, and you know, even that, I they're, they don't look like a top twenty five team at all right now. So, uh, interesting fact: Marcus Freeman zero and three in games as the head coach of Notre Dame. Bowl game loss in first two games as the official coach. Marshall was running back thirty one carries, one hundred and sixty three yards, five point three per carry. Just absolutely ran all over Notre Dame, and they, from the stats, they couldn't do a thing about it. So. So that's that's probably what won them the game. Also, a pick six at the very end of the game with like four or five minutes left for Marshall ripped it away from a Notre Dame receiver, ran it back. That 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 was the final. That was the final straw. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like I said, I don't really got a lot more to talk about that game. Uh, the third game though, Sun Belt. Sun Belt Fun Belt, Georgia Southern. Beating Nebraska and Nebraska's coach Scott Frost now getting fired. Uh, what was his record at Nebraska? Sixteen, 16 and 31. 33. Did not go. Uh, what is it? Thirty-three percent. Yeah. Under thirty-three percent win percentage in his career at Nebraska. And, and just looking at this game, you know, there are other big games on at the time, so I, again, didn't really get a tune on to this. We're, we got a good setup for future weekends, so we'll, be, we'll have more information on, on every single game. 
in the future podcasts. But, I mean, just looking at the box score here, Casey Thompson doesn't look like he played that bad a game. It uh, looks like Nebraska's defense is kind of the one that... Nebraska's defense is the problem. They did not get a single stop until the fourth quarter. I believe I saw a stat that Nebraska was like 204-0 and when Nebraska 214. scored... 214-0 and scoring over 35 points at home. They scored 42, so they are now 214-1 and at home when scoring over 35 points, which is a uh, pretty funny stat. Yeah, 642 total yards given up on defense. So Georgia I, Southern did not punt until the fourth quarter, Nebra- which is shocking. I, I, I'm just shocked by They punted once the entire game. This, this whole series of events with Scott Frost is so interesting. I mean, he took over a winless UCF team, took them to one of the best group of five teams of all time, you know, Claim to be national champions, like they still have it written or in in letters on the bounce house, which is yeah. their stadium. I they mean, have national champions twenty seventeen. He he's probably an integral part in why they were one of the teams that was given the option to go to the Big Twelve. So I mean, he 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 changed the future at UCF, and and I think he's a reason why they're still kind of relevant today. You know, he yeah, left the, he left the program in good shape. Bomb there. Uh yeah yeah we'll get to that in a little bit. That was a terrible loss for them but uh yeah i mean and then he comes to nebraska's alma mater and you know it looks like he's building something the first few seasons last season three and nine losing all his games by less than a touchdown it looks like he's gonna you know maybe break through he's 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 so close and no starts one and two at nebraska in 2022 and gets fired so i don't know what will happen to him i don't know if he'll get another job against northwestern and georgia southern (laughs) <laughs> who are not good teams. Nebraska is now no longer undefeated in the United States of America. We can now say that. I believe that was Perk Nowitzki's team winning the Big West. I I don't know Very tough what scene. you're talking about. Very tough scene I'm, for, um, for Perks. Very bad. Um, Very bad pick. Yeah, all we've time both, bad I pick. Mean, we've both we've both had some had some rough picks, but that that one might take the cake. Yeah, I uh, I don't really want to talk about that. No no comment there. That was that was a very bad take. Uh, not not looking I so mean, good. I mean, he coached so bad this year that they didn't wait like the fourteen days to the, get three half weeks. Of the October twenty first. No, or, it was oh, October sorry, October first. Three weeks. Three weeks. October twenty first. October 1st, 21 days, mixing them up. They would have saved $7.5 million if they and had waited like, nope, to get them out of here now. Like, imagine saving $7 million to not fire someone, and he's so bad that you need to. Yeah, I, pretty, pretty ridiculous. But anyways, moving on to another game that I, I don't feel great about. Uh, Baylor at BYU. This was, this was kind of a heartbreaking game for me. Big Cat game of the year. Game of the year over over fifty three point five. All he needed was another touchdown from Baylor at the end of the game to seal it, and they did not convert. Their quarterback sh- Shapen at the end of the game throwing it through the uprights on fourth down. Not 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 suggested, should we say? Not a great. I don't think I don't think you're gonna win throwing it through the uprights on fourth. Down. Not a great weekend for kickers in college. Oh, or the NFL. Or the NFL. Good we'll Lord. we'll get there later. But good Lord. But I mean, this game, Bay, uh, BYU, kickers are awful. B, kickers you know, are bad. Caden Davis ran him. Shanks the kick. Texas, uh, Texas kicker. Shanks kick. 
Uh, BYU. BYU missed, and Baylor. There were missed, three missed kicks in like four minutes. BYU missed the game tying or game winning field goal uh, as regulation expired. Baylor then missed a a field goal in the first overtime. BYU then misses another game winning field goal in the first overtime. I mean, total total shit show for kickers and and BYU pulled out the dub. Uh, it was it was a great game to watch, but it was very frustrating in a lot of ways. Uh, this season, I've heard it thrown around a lot, and 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 people always do this when when the first couple weeks are crazy. They they throw around is this two thousand seven repeat? No, I don't think it is. I I think we got a long ways to go for that, but it it's certainly been an entertaining first two weeks. There's there have been worse seasons so far, uh, or in in recent history, so. Big 12 champs going down that early. Uh, pretty interesting, but I don't know. You got anything else to say about this game? All right, moving on to a game that I fully embrace calling correctly. Kentucky at Florida. I called BS. I called BS on Florida. I didn't buy it. Kentucky and Will Levis showed him what's up at the Swamp. Kind of embarrassing. Kentucky looked like the straight-up better team. Mark Stoops... He, he needs to get the recognition he deserves because he, he is a good coach. Uh, I don't know if he'll get hired away. I don't know if he's that good a coach. But uh, Anthony Richardson, 3.8 QBR. 3.8. Still zero passing touchdowns through two games. What you got to say about this, Timmy J? I know Florida was one of your, your teams you were high on. I mean, yeah, but... Even Kentucky, who controlled the game, didn't play that well. No, like they only had two hundred and seventy total yards. Like it was just kind of a. But their defense was great. Their, no, defense, their defense played great. Their defense and that, and was that's, very good. That's what won them the game. I yeah. mean, they had a bunch of turnovers and short fields. So yeah. that that's what won them the game. Yeah. So uh, you know, Florida collapsed. Well, Levis still in the thirteen of twenty four with. One touchdown, one interception. Still not great. Forty QP. I mean, still not great. Not, I was nothing. Right. Nothing. Like, he's not fantastic. Nothing, it's just their defense. Nothing great, but he, he certainly he certainly was a, a big part in them winning the game. I mean, he he did what he had to do. Yeah, he, he outplayed he Anthony play well. Richardson. He, he, even Haynes King outplayed Anthony Richardson. Mm, no, he didn't. No interceptions. And didn't throw for a hundred yards. No interceptions though. Okay, so is that your logic for if a QB does good as interceptions and that is all? I mean, Anthony Richardson threw for 143 and two interceptions. I think that's worse than just 100 and no interceptions. Oh, I, I can agree with that. Uh, Anthony, I'm Rich- not saying it looked better. I'm just saying stat-wise, I would say that's that's better. Regardless, yeah. I, not that I think Kentucky's going to be crazy. I think they're going to be a top three team in the East this year. Uh, I believe uh, Florida, Tennessee's next week. Is that, you know, if that's correct? It's not that Week? Uh, no, I misspoke. The 24th. Uh, so in a couple weeks, Florida, Tennessee, that'll still be a good game, I think. Uh, Florida could win that game. I don't know. Um, lo- no, I think, I think Tennessee will. I think Tennessee will, think but Tennessee it's, just, it's a rivalry game, you know? It's Regardless, yeah, I, I'm, I think Kentucky will... I think they could win 10 games this year. You know, they got Georgia... Uh, but out of the West, they got Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Those are both winnable. So, all right, on to our next game. Another SEC matchup: South Carolina at Arkansas. Uh, 
not really anything shocking here. Arkansas keep, Arkansas keeps rolling. I think Arkansas is a team that I don't know if they'll upset Bama, but I think they certainly have the ability to. Uh, they play Bama at home this year. They're looking they're looking like a very solid team. KJ Jefferson keeps doing his thing. Uh, they put up 450 yards total offense. I mean, they gave up a decent amount to to South Carolina, but only 40 on the ground. So Arkansas is looking like a stout running defense. Um, you got anything to say about this game? Spencer Rattler had a great game. 370 yards passing, only a touchdown and an interception. So, I mean, I guess he could have done a little more there. No rushing game for South Carolina at yeah. all. Completely eliminated. 29 attempts, KJ, 40 yards. KJ Jefferson, once again, didn't have a great stat line day, but only threw three incompletions. So it's just probably a bunch of play action. So they're just getting enough yards that they need to. The rushing game is just absolutely killing it like last year. They were one of they. I think they were the best non-military school, best running game non-military school. Mm-hmm. And I think they're on their way to do it again this year. Not maybe not the best, but one of the best. And it should. I mean, Raheem Sanders, AJ Green, and KJ Jefferson. That is an elite trio of of running. And once again, he just KJ Jefferson makes enough plays passing. He doesn't need to do a lot. Only averaged seven yards per pass, seven and a half. Didn't throw any interceptions. Only one touchdown, but enough to win yeah, when no, you got a running I mean, game like that. Ar- Arkansas has got an insanely hard schedule this year. I think some preview magazines and websites had them as having the hardest schedule in college football this year. Uh, next week they kind of get an easy game, but after that they play A&M, who, you know, they lost, but after A&M lost last year to Mississippi State, they went and beat Bama. So as much as I'm down on A&M, I, I wouldn't count that as just an automatic win. Um, but yeah, ranked number 10 in the country now, moving on up, so... I think Arkansas has a legit chance of beating Bama this year. Uh, probably their their best chance of beating them in a while. So, all right, on to our next game: Tennessee at Pitt, overtime game, thirty four twenty seven final score. Uh, did you get to watch this one? Nope. I basically didn't watch any any football this week because we had the tailgate at eleven with no internet. Then we had the A and M game. With 100,000 people in the stand, so no internet there, so didn't get to watch anything yeah. there. And then we had to walk home an hour and a half, and I, I had heat exhaustion, so I basically passed out as soon as I got home yeah. and didn't didn't really watch anything until the Baylor game at 10.30. Well, anyways, I got to see some, some clips. I, I was tuning in every once in a while. I never got to really pay attention super closely to it, but it looks like Hennon Hooker is still rolling. What uh, happened to Keaton Slovis? Looks like they put in a backup. Um, near I, the end of I the game. do not know. Do not know. Don't ask me. Um, Tennessee's run defense not good. Pittsburgh had a great day running. Keaton Slovis, fourteen to twenty-four, one hundred ninety-five. He needs to be better, but he also doesn't have the receivers that they did last year around him. And they, they like to run the ball more, so I don't blame that on him. Hinden Hooker, great day, 325, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, not not a great running day for Tennessee. They need more if they're going to be fantastic, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, I didn't really get to watch this game super closely, so I don't have too much to go into it. Tennessee's doing their thing. I think Tennessee 
going to be another top three team in the East. So, um, yeah. All right, on to another top 25 upset. Washington State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin falls short to Washington State. Former quarterback or former Wisconsin running back and friend of the program, Nakia Watson, uh, sealed the deal with his run uh, in the fourth or in the third quarter to put the final points on the board for Washington State to go up seventeen to fourteen. Uh, Wisconsin's one of those teams where I think they're kind of similar to A and M. You you kind of always expect them to play well, and they always just kind of fall short of expectations. So, which is shocking because they dominated the game offensively. They just happened to lose. They I think they had almost 150 more yards of total offense. Just they couldn't they couldn't finish it off. They lost two fumbles through an interception, so they outgained Washington State, but mm-hmm. they just couldn't couldn't finish it off. Well, yeah, don't have much to say there. Just adding another uh, another upset in college football this week. Uh, kind of to wind these last few games down. We'll kind of go over these fast. Houston at Texas Tech. Uh, this was a game that we, we talked about in the preview last week. Uh, one that was expected to be a pretty good game, and it ended up like Another it. Another overtime game from Houston. Yeah. They're, they're having some great games this year. 2-0? Nope, 1-1. But... No, I mean like 2-0. and and I mean, oh, they played overtime games. Overtime games. Uh, so yeah, Houston, the Houston Cougars and the Houston Texans overtime game this weekend. Um, Texas Tech's offense, once again, is... Very good. And their defense is playing better than it has in the past. So, could be a team to watch out for. I'm not saying they're going to do anything special, but they're definitely on upset watch for, for some of the best teams in the in the Big 12 right. every given week. Alright, well, on to uh, kind of these last couple of games. Wake Forest at Vandy. I thought that was going to be close. Um, didn't turn out like it. Arizona State, Oregon State. Thought it was going to be close. Didn't end up like it. Uh, Oregon State, Fresno State was a good game. Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, I, I thought Jake Hayner was going to pull it out, but they, they lost by three. Still a very good offensive day from him. but Oregon State's kind of uh, silently been on the come up the past couple of years. They were they were in that Kansas territory yeah. uh, for most the better part of the last decade, but they've kind of been... Creeping back into the middle of Pac-12, so yeah. The last um, time they were good, they had like whatever Sean Mannion, Shane Mannion, that's who's now in the NFL. But that was probably what 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. So that that was the last time they were very good. Yeah, it'll be. But they they I'm pretty sure they beat Oregon last year. Like they they're on the rise. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see if they can get some upsets this year and stuff. Uh, Pac-12 is always prone to that. All right, well, I think that recaps it for uh, the games this week. You got any more games you really want to talk about? I mean, I feel it like was we... a sad day. It was a bad day. Sad day. It was a bad day. My heart still hurts uh, on the next year, I guess, for, for A&M's hopes and dreams. Uh, just to kind of go over the AP Top 25, I mean, I, I hate the AP Top 25. They're so inconsistent. And... Still haven't even looked at it. Don't care. Some, some, some big notes. Georgia moves to number one, cool. which is deserved. Cool. They should have. They Doesn't should have matter. started the season number one. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, A and M falls eighteen spots, number twenty four. They deserve that. Uh, I find it interesting that App State isn't ranked. However, um, Oregon is. They, App State's not. They're like twenty eighth. Uh, with the votes that they have. So I I don't really understand that. Shocked I, that game day chose North Carolina Troy over. I mean, I get A and M. I mean, but they they. 
They deserve it. 8 p.m. game, A&M Miami. Troy versus North. Troy versus. Absolute. They deserve it. I, I don't want. I don't want to go to game day next week. I wouldn't want after a loss to App State going and staying up all night to go to game day after we just lost. I mean, you know, if if two percenter, two percenter, I would have done it. I'm not saying I wouldn't have. That, I'm saying I'm saying it would have felt. It would have felt hollow. It that's, would have. Well, you see, you joined the A&M crowd when Johnny Manziel was there. I've been through the dark ages since. The early 2000s. All I'm saying so is we don't I'm gonna deserve... Be at, I'm going to be at the game whether whether we're 0-12. It don't matter. Like I said, I would be there. I just think it would have been hollow compared to what it would have been if we had won. I'd be cheering just as loud. App State deserves game day next week. They do not. Troy? Game day always picks one like random group of five game to go to. This is the one they chose this year. We, we fumbled the bag. If we had won, we'd have game day. That's what that's what our team fucking did. Game that's their fault. Dumb, so. Um. Yeah. Some other notes here. I, I find it interesting. I mean, Georgia deserves number one spot. I find it interesting that although Bama won and Texas lost, Texas moved up and Bama went down. It's just. It's kind of. Uh, you gotta remember, fucking um, go Texas. So I I don't know if I've ever We're, seen a team. I don't know if I've ever seen a team lose even in a close game and move up in the polls. You've never seen it. I don't know if I have. Absolutely never seen it. I don't think I have. It's probably happened. It's probably happened. I I can't remember in recent memory when I saw it. Um, but I mean, you got to remember the media loves Texas always. So no, they, anytime they're, they're going to throw, it doesn't matter. Anytime they're able to throw them up there, they're going to throw them. They up. and the AP is being weird this weird year because they threw, you know, they threw Florida way up in the rankings, all the way up to twelve after they beat Utah. Florida loses to Kentucky, and Kentucky's all the way up to nine now. I think Kentucky's good, but I mean. It, it was a shitty game. It's so. a little weird how they're they're ranking the teams this year. Oh yeah, because it's just a bunch of guys who don't know. think they know stuff, yeah. but really they just write stories all day on their computers. They're not in it, so 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 that's why I don't look at it. Anyways, I I mean I don't agree with it, but I look at it because you know we're a college football podcast, so we kind of I gotta... hadn't seen it. No Anyways, idea. I think that kind of wraps it up. For I, I guess okay, we'll do a recap of the week section. So last last uh, podcast we, we kind of talked about our upsets of the week, locks of the week, and games of the week. Uh, we're we're gonna be doing this just to kind of keep track, uh, like they do on game day for this stuff of, of who's doing good and not, and, and we're pretty dead even. I mean, uh, I chose Arizona State upsetting Oklahoma State, dead wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong. I chose. North Carolina losing to Georgia State and Georgia State covered the spread. So, but they they didn't they didn't pull out the win. Yeah, uh, for my lock of the week, I had Baylor plus three and a half. Didn't no. go so great. And I, I had I was what saying, I what I will say is, you know, they did lose, but they they were in that 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 was something that they very easily could have could have covered, but chose not to. And I had Iowa State plus three and a half. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. I probably would have picked it if what you, a, if you a, hadn't. If you hadn't picked it before me, I would have picked that. What a shitty game that was. Ten to seven. <laughs> yeah, ten to seven. I was surprised Iowa was even favored in that game after, hey, after putting Iowa up. Finally scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Finally scored a touchdown though. Um. Then my game of the week. Happy with this one. I'm sure you're happy with yours too. Yeah. I had Kentucky, Florida. I I probably should have had that as my. I don't know if that would have. Qualified for upset. I don't know if that was plus two hundred or not, but um, but yeah. And I had Tennessee Pitt, great game overtime. Two games of the week uh, were were entertaining. 
all right. I think that about sums it up for our college football recap. On to the NFL. And we're not going to go fully into these games or deep dive into them as much because uh, we are a college football-centered podcast. But uh, we certainly will be talking about some of the NFL. Uh, I am a Chiefs fan, so although the Aggies lost, I did. I was able to be proud of my Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns, like 360 yards. Uh, my, my big questions this offseason was, and I'm sure everyone's for the Chiefs were, can they replace Tyree Kill? What, what would their offense look like without him? Uh, I think we had three rookies starting on defense, so a whole, whole lot of new faces all over the place, and it looks great against the Cardinals, who, you know, they're not an amazing team, but they're a solid team. I don't think they're going to be one of the worst in the league this year. So um, I'm happy with the win. Uh, we got Timmy J-Town, a Cowboys fan over here. I mean, not a big guy. I mean, I don't really – I'm a college football guy. I, my loyalty is to A&M and A&M only. I live in Dallas, though, so I guess you could call me a Cowboys fan. Like, I haven't – I don't even really watch the games. Is if they're in the playoffs, cool. If they're not, I don't care. But what I do know is, I said last podcast, give me the Lions, give me the Lions, give me the Lions, and they covered. Only lost by three. So, were we talking spread there, or were we talking? Doesn't matter. They I, played. They were way outmatched, I, and they they only lost by. Three. I would like so. to add too. Um, in the last podcast, I said Bills, 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 Bills. Regardless, that was a good pick for the Lions. Dan, Dan Campbell's got his boys ready to play, and I think the Eagles are good this year. I think they're going to win the <laughs> NFC East. Um, but and the Lions, the Lions, I mean, it was a, they were down by seventeen, and then they scored two touchdowns in the final eight minutes or so, and made it a game. So they covered. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a good game. There was a lot of good games in Week One of the NFL. I mean, their defense is putrid, but their offense with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Yeah, I think it's Jamal Williams. Like. They they opened opened up the passing uh, game a little they bit. They have they have Jamison Williams, I believe. No, uh, running back. The, the, yeah, they they you're right. They do have Jamal Williams, but yeah. I believe they also have Jamison Williams. Couldn't tell you that. I don't know if he played. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Um, Amon St. Brown. Kind of just to touch back on the the Cowboys though, just because I hate the Cowboys like a lot of y'all out there do. Uh, is Dak the guy? Is Dak the guy? Well, now he's hurt. So now he's hurt. Now he's it out. It doesn't matter weeks. if he's the but, guy or not. I mean, it, everyone everyone was posting, get ready for the Jimmy G trade. <laughs> the, everyone was posting I mean, that on I mean, Twitter. I truly don't think he's the guy. And, and Zeke's not the guy either. I mean... Zeke, uh, dude, I don't know why they're keeping Zeke around. Dak, is- Dak threw for... He didn't even throw 50% through one interception, 134 total yards. I mean... Fifteen point three QBR. I I it's. I saw I saw the Cowboys first drive, and they got to about the thirty. I was like, man, this could be good. And then their left guard went down, and then it was, and then it was over after. That. I think the NFL has changed a lot. One over the past five six years, the NFL I think has changed more than any other uh, sports league in America. Um, and, and Dak was great those first couple of years when he got into the league. He was a big change from Tony Romo. And um, I, I I think that times have changed and, and Dak's fine. But he, I don't think he has the football IQ or decision making for a clutch quarterback in the NFL. 
and and he, I mean, how many big games have the Cowboys won the past few years? Not not many. And Mike McCarthy's not the fucking guy either. I, Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys have one of the best rosters in the NFL, and they can't do shit with it because they're just an incompetent franchise. Well, last year that I'm pretty sure they had a top three off offense per yards per game in the league. I think. Oh, they did. They had they had a great offense. They but but they didn't have a defense. And this year they the last night the defense played great. I mean. Against Tom Brady in that offense, nineteen points, like they they would they would let him get down the field, but then they wouldn't let him get. Their red zone, their red zone defense was good, but their offense just could not do any. I mean, it was just three and out, or the, it was three and out after three and out, or they'd get a first down and then they'd immediately get a false start the next play, like a And M, and then it was just over, yeah. and then the drive was just over. Well, some just to go over some other good games. I mean, ton of good. I mean, it was an entertaining Sunday. The Bears, and, and fuck the, the Sunday Bears ticket. in the ocean that was their stadium. Yes, knocked off the 49ers. Trey Lance did not play. We we are going to start doing a, a segment of clip of the week starting next week officially. But I'm just going to throw mine in there this week. Justin Fields slipping across the field and jumping up and flexing. That was that was my clip of the week. Uh... My clip of the week would would probably have been the Steelers doink in regulation to send it to overtime. The doink, everyone, the doink. everyone was nothing's like a good doink. Everyone man. You was can't in beat shambles it. after that doink. Yeah, Trey Lance. I I've always think I I've always thought that Jimmy G never got the respect he deserved. I get it. He's not Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or even Joe Burr. I mean, he's he's not he one of the guys. to get you to the playoffs. But he wins games, okay? But he, he's not going to win you games in deep in the playoffs. He got them to the fucking Super Bowl. He almost got them to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's a guy that I wouldn't just throw to the curb and tell the fuck off and put your, your second-year guy in. I mean, I, I think they would have had a better chance to win this game if it weren't. For, I mean, Trey Lance didn't play great, so I don't. I, don't I mean, know. in those conditions, like it was literally an ocean. It was. Like, it was. It's very difficult to play in that. It was, but it was regardless, really I just, I, I think Jimmy G reserves some respect. Put some respect on Jimmy G's name. Uh, and, and and another way we know football is fully back. Falcons blow another fourth quarter double oh, digit lead. Another ninety five percent chance to win, and they fucked it up. Uh, I guess another clip I liked this weekend. Uh, a lot of these coming out of the NFL. Uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, funniest dude in football. Uh, body hurts everywhere, all <laughs> over everywhere. Where does it hurt? All over everywhere. Everywhere. I saw. I, th- this is actually my clip of the week. So it was. Uh, so they, they. It was like the the caption was like, "What what happens when when you're around a girl and she calls you buddy around all of her friends?" And then it was like, "It hurts everywhere." It was James. He's like, "It hurts everywhere. <laughs> Pain everywhere." <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have to do a segment of. Uh, and in a future week, Mount Rushmore of Jameis Winston videos alone. Oh, because eating he, W's. Eating W's, W's. Crab. I mean, he's got so much funny stuff out there. Uh, I probably eating W's is probably the best. But um, it's funny because he can't even see the reporter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jameis is such an easy guy to, to make jokes with. Uh, anyways, the onto Dolphins it. hammered the Patriots. Yeah, look Dolphins good. look good. Uh, Tyreek played good. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I think I think Tyreek's a system wide receiver. Just kidding. I don't know. He played. He played good. He saved Tua on a couple throws. It was funny. He goes most. I want to go play with Tua. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league. And he like 
And then it goes to the clip where Tua throws the ball and he, and he has to rip it, it away from the DB. They're so like, look at Tyreek Hill playing defense when he's on offense. I mean, it's... Most accurate QB in the league, let's go. Yeah, no, I think he was just saying that just to, to hype up his guy. No one actually takes that seriously. I I like, I still like Tyreek Hill, but... um, And I think the Dolphins will be good this year. Uh, Mike... Mc, no, not Mike McCarthy. Blank on the, on the coach's name. Uh, Mike McDaniel. I, I, I look, he made a lot of offseason moves. Dolphins probably made the most offseason moves of any team, or, or he, they're definitely up there. Um, I think they're set up for a good season. The Giants finally won a game. Giants beating the Titans. Fat Randy missing. Oh my God! Don't even. Like we said earlier, not Bro. a great weekend for kickers. Steelers fucked it up. They Bro, did you, win on the second I, one. I got I got Tannehill as my Aggie. You got Fat Randy. Fat Randy missed the kick. He lost them the game. Sad. Sad. Imagine your Aggie losing the game. I don't know. It it's sad. I I I thought it was a sad day. It was a bad day. It was a sad day. It was a bad day. The Packers uh, just got absolutely demolished. But Aaron oh Rodgers doesn't even start playing until like week four. So Aaron Rodgers played yesterday. Nope. He he didn't even know the game was happening. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, he, my, was, he was on, he was on he was on the perks he was on the perk pack he was smoking uh, yeah. that perk pack he was on the perk pack. Uh, one of my favorite videos from yesterday too was when. He had a dime, beautiful ball to his rookie wide receiver who would have easily scored a touchdown had he not dropped the ball that was placed in his hand. I mean, he was on the five-yard line, and there was not a defender within 10 yards of him. So, <laughs> like, um, and he just dropped it. You know, not not to, to ride the Chiefs too hard, but the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs and Packers were compared a lot this offseason because the Packers, of course, lost Devontae Adams, their star receiver. And the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, their star receiver. They both Devontae Adams had more receiving yards than the, than entire, the entire Packers. Packers team. Yeah, um, and and the Chiefs bounced back perfectly from it. Packers not so much, and I, and I do think the Vikings will be good this year. Uh, I think they could win their division, but yeah, the Packers not looking good. Aaron Rodgers, not a lot of guys around him. I mean. That that'll be an interesting team to watch this year because I kind of think it's going to fall apart. Um, and of course, they just signed Packers to a pretty big deal, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, Chargers covered. Chargers Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. There we go. Chargers. Uh, that was a good game. The Browns won their first road Week One game since the early nineties. Very so, yeah. So first, good for them. It was the first <laughs> time the Browns. It was the first one and O tweet ever from the Browns organization because Twitter started in around two thousand seven, I believe, and they haven't had a one and O season. Jesus. Since before that. So it was the first time they've ever been able to tweet 1-0, and um, which is pretty funny. No, and I think it was their first road week one win since, like, 1994. Like, oh, shocking. Um, yeah, Baker, Baker is so close to pulling it off. Uh, 58-yard field goal to win the game by Cade York. Very clutch. Uh, there was definitely a lot on Where, the line there. He, shoe game, he was the shoe game kicker, right? Was, he made, like, a 60-yard kick in the fog. Was that was that the four, I think he was uh, the, the LSU, LSU guy. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think he, you I are think right. he made a 60 yard kick in the fog. Couldn't even see the uprights. So yeah. it makes sense so, that he'd that he'd have the ice in his veins to be. So that was that was pretty clutch. Um, yeah, like we said, Brian Day will get to win with the Giants against the Titans. Jags Commanders was a decent game. The, the Commanders were up big. Carson Wentz had a big game. First, Two awful teams. Um, I had uh, what was his name in fantasy? I had. Antonio Gibson, and he he clutched up. He got me twenty points. That was that was. Oh really? Yeah, that was very clutch. They they looked good. Um, the yeah, Jags got a bad team. the Jags got back into it. 
but uh, they, they they still handled pretty well by the Commanders. And yeah, just touch on the last game. I mean, Ravens, Jets. Ravens looked good. Devin Jets Duvernay went off. Lamar off. went off. Um, oh, I guess I guess the last game. Colts Texans tied. Oh oh one. Texans officially <laughs> better than the Cowboys. Texans are officially the best team in the AFC South. Officially tied for the best team. In the AFC South. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a one next to that? Yeah, there is. Best team in the AFC South. Colts. Also best team in the AFC. Don't, don't matter. Anyways, yeah, the, the Texans, I think they will be a little bit better this year. Not that they're going to be anything crazy, but I think the what, Texans... What a fucking choke by the Texans, though. So I know. The team what a the choke. They could have won that game so no, easily. No, and the Colts, like, the Colts... And, like, not even just up. in the fourth quarter, but, like, late in the fourth quarter, The too. Colts fucked up. They had the game-winning drive, and Jonathan Taylor, instead of running inside and getting the first down and calling timeout... He decided to take the outside route and run out of bounds to stop the clock and didn't get the first down and they had to punt. So And they were on like the 40-yard line. Yeah. So like, The Texans are just such a funny organization to watch because they always just find a way to fuck themselves. I don't, and know just the most... the, I don't know who the Colts kicker is, but he deserves to be shot. Yeah. Um, and Fat Randy. God. Then Fat Randy. All right, well, uh, just to preview the game tonight, I mean, I don't really give a fuck about this. It, it'll be interesting to see Russell Wilson play on the Broncos, I guess. Broncos are going to win this game handily. Seahawks suck. Probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. If you're... I don't know. I, I no, no comment. No, no take. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our, our football talk for the week. Uh, who's, who any, the, who's the Seahawks quarterback? Drew Locke from the Broncos. Oh, okay. So they literally just... Swap the QBs. Yes. So it's Drew Locke throwing to Tyler Lockett and what's the other guy's name? DK Ma- Metcalf. DK Metcalf. So and I mean, then the Broncos him. have who? Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, but who oh, are their receivers? They got they got a lot of people. Um, shit, dude. I don't. I I, <laughs> I couldn't even tell what's you. What's the what? guy from SMU? Who's the guy from SMU? I, I haven't seen them play this year, so I'm just, it's just so off my brain right now. But they got a lot of guys. The, the guy from SMU. Dude. The big guy. Cortland Sutton. That's yeah, they got Cortland Sutton. Anyways, uh, just, just to kind of wrap it up. Do they have Jerry Judy? As well? Who's the yeah, they do have Jerry Judy. Um, they, they got Melvin Gordon. But, I mean, they got some good backs. They got some good receivers, too. Like Tyler Walker. Yeah, but this Broncos are going to win this game handily, I think. Uh, any any kind of national any news outside of football? Anything funny happening in the world? Oh yes, Adrian Peterson absolutely got his clock cleaned by absolutely fucking in front of it, in in a stadium that seats twenty two thousand people and there was two hundred people there. Yeah, I Just, saw I saw on Twitter someone no say I, AP AP's family is finally uh, glad to see him get get beat. Out. <laughs> uh, fucked up joke, but uh, yeah, no, that, the, the, these celebrity fights are are getting kind of ridiculous. I mean, imagine having. Two NFL greats at running back. I mean, Le'Veon Bell had some great seasons. I don't know if you could consider him yeah. a great, but Adrian if, Peterson if he was, had a better career. A, but but Le'Veon, Le'Veon sold out great. was his problem, but um, he was certainly one of the best running backs but, in the league for a few years But there. AP was truly good for a really long time. Yeah. But just seeing but, but seeing just empty, completely empty arena and him just getting his clock 
his bell rung. Like, he dropped. His knees buckled. It was crazy. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I'm ready for, uh, I think Jake Paul's fighting. Ooh, he's fighting someone big this time. I think he's going to get his ass beat this time. But once again, it's like a wrestler from the UFC. It's it is, like a, it is a, but this it, is like an active, like, like, real. Let's see. who Who is it? Um, but I mean, he's he's more. I don't think he's much of a boxer. I think he's I don't, I, I don't think he is either. Yeah, Anderson he, Silva. Anderson yeah. Silva though is a beast. Like I like he always fights these black belts in jujitsu, but he never fights guys that are actual like boxers. No, you're you're right, but I don't think he's knocking this dude out. <laughs> Silva's got a chin. He's got a he's got a hard chin. He can take some punches. Yeah. So I I don't know I. I just want to see Jake Paul get his ass beat so bad, dude. He fucked. He's so. Which one is is Jake Paul the better one or Logan Paul the better one? Fight boxing. Yeah. Jake, I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, they're just setting up that fight, Logan versus Jake. I mean, I think Logan's bigger than Jake, but I think Jake's the one who, I mean, takes it more seriously. I don't know. I don't like either of them, but Jake's worse. Logan Paul's definitely, probably a better person now, but he also had that suicide force thing, so. Yeah, uh, can we disown the Paul Brothers as a podcast, officially? Well, I mean, Logan Paul's growing on everyone. Logan Paul's finally, like, a decent Okay, okay, person. we can we can disavow Jake Paul from the podcast. Okay, yeah. We're disavowing Jake Paul from the podcast, and, and you have uh, a certain team to renounce, right? Or denounce. Cowboys plus three, not a good pick. Renounce that pick. I was writing with Dave Portnoy. I thought, but are you renouncing the pick or the team? The pick. Okay, so you're not yet... Renouncing the Dallas Cowboys I mean, as I a franchise. Care. I don't care. I renounce the pick. Okay. Well, I will renounce. Cowboys for me? Is it renounce or, or denounce? Denounce. I'm pretty sure it's denounce. denounce. You can, denounce. Are you doing I, it for me? I'm going to renounce and denounce, whichever one's worse, the Cowboys. The Cowboys offense. We'll denounce the Cowboys offense. We'll denounce the Cowboys offense and Dak Prescott specifically from this podcast. Are you. Denouncing Dak Prescott's thumb. I don't know if I'm ready to go there. So you want him to have his thumb back? I want him to have his thumb back. I want him to be healthy and play. So he I doesn't can sh- like injuries. So I can Perks shit does not, on him. Perks does not like injuries. I don't like injuries. I hate Texas. Quinn Ewers was fun to watch in the first quarter. Okay, well. He was fun to watch. If, if Texas is on an airplane and one of the engines goes down, I'm rooting for the other engine. I don't give a fuck about Texas. I hope all their players get hurt. I hope they don't have a problem. You hope they die? I hope You're, they die. What, uh, I, I denounce that. I don't wish death or ill will towards the Texas I players. Do. I do. Um, but, you know, if all of them sprained their ankles and couldn't play in big games and then were back the next week and still went on to have good careers, I mean, I... I, I hope they all that. tear their ACL this week. I hope they all have good enough plays where they have good careers, but I don't want them to succeed in college ever. I, I want them to tear their ACLs like this week. Um, I want everyone to take a hammer, everyone on the field to take a hammer and bash it behind behind their knee. I know they uh, a podcast. I just kind of changed the subject a little bit. Podcast I like. I'm a big fan. Whatever. I, the, I, don't, I don't know if who's that skater girl that that. Had got had the guy take the hammer and fuck up that girl's knee so she couldn't do anything in the. Oh, I know what you're talking the about the the Margot Robbie movie. Yeah, the Margot Robbie movie. That's I what I want it. to happen. Wow. Um, okay, a little a little harsh. I feel like that's some bad karma for us the rest of the season. Well, um, our our offensive scheme is 
bad juju enough for us to lose. True. Like, almost every True. Time. You're just making it worse. So it's uh, not what I'm saying. It's already happening. There's a there's a little podcast that we're soon to pass up. Uh, pardon my take. And they yeah, kinda, those guys are bums. Yeah, they're they're bums. Uh, Big Cat was zero and seven this weekend. Zero and seven. How do you? He's the you, best of the worst, though. That's true. You, I mean, you can't get better at being worse. I. I, I strive to be like that. Would you rather go one and six or zero oh and seven? I mean, I I did go zero oh and seven. I think I went zero oh and seven this weekend. I had one push. I had one push, and that was you had a push. push. You had a push. I didn't fare too great this weekend. Um, we we do a pick 'em where we we just pick all the games. Oh yeah, and we we had a tough scene. We Timmy J Town and I are or we have lost both weeks. Uh, Jebediah has won both weeks. Um, believe it or not, it's Jebediah. He less than we do. Je- just... we, we overthink everything. <laughs> Jebediah just looks at ESPN, okay? So if you're listening to this, Jebediah, fuck you. Um, he probably isn't listening to this. He's, he's going to listen to this for sure because we got a lot of listeners on here. Uh, we, I, I want I want our people from Spain to listen to this and continue listening, but I don't think so. So we're also, and I'll put it in the comments, we have created a Twitter page. Uh, that y'all can follow. We're gonna be we're gonna be updating a lot of stuff there, posting a lot of shit and stuff. The the tag is da d a chop block pod. Okay, I would have done the chopping block, chopping block. You know, any I tried all these mixtures. This was the only one available. So we or got, my personal Timmy Jernigans with a face of pickle Rick. The as, chop block pod. Is the official podcast, or you can follow Timmy J Town. He'll be posting there too. Timmy um, Jernigan's. Anyways, with Pickle Rick as the profile. Part part of my take likes to kind of delve into a, a show every once in a while. This is a show that we're watching, House of the Dragon. Piss dogs. Piss dogs. <laughs> we might be doing a segment called Piss Dogs soon. We both more, just pissed our pants. More to come. I like the Soggy Sorrows. Part of my takes got great segments. Soggy Sorrows is great. We both just pissed. Yeah, I'm currently pissing my pants. Um, but no, House of the Dragon. What what, what do you think? Uh, this this episode it was it was more politics than anything. Not a lot of action. Um, it was more porn than anything. Mm, there mean, was two sex it. scenes and no boobs. No boob. from Renee Targaryen. A little disappointed about that, no but. Is what it is. Whatever the the king's name is, he's got some he's got some fucked up tetanus. His his body's fucking yeah. It's kind of falling apart. Uh, Viserys. I think he has two lost. I think his left hand has two fingers cut off. Yeah, uh, it looks like he lost two. He, fingers. He, he's kind of he's kind of in shambles right he's now. Kinda you could say away. he is becoming a muppet. We're watching him evolve into a muppet. As you we could speak. say it was a sad day. It was a bad day. For him. For him. When, when his, his daughter, daughter got, fucked got, his brother. Yeah, yeah. Or allegedly fucked his brother. I couldn't even tell. He said... The spies said they fucked, but it looked but they like did. they were just making they, out, no, right? They did. I don't think they fucked. Right before he did, he left. And then she was like, yo, where's he going? Big implications on and the then, rest and of the then show. She, and then she fucked the night that watches it. We'll, we'll probably be, be uh, kind of recapping Sir, every Sir episode. Kristen. We'll be recapping every episode every week because uh, it, it aligns with fo- uh, 
and, Sundays and on football. Her, and then her dad gave her the abortion potion. He, the, she, he said, he said, take a sip of the potion. Take a sip of the abortion potion. That was that was uh, pretty fucked up, but it was a good episode. I like it. It's not. I don't think I I can put it up there with Game of Thrones yet. But the first four episodes have been pretty entertaining. I'm watching it concurrently with Game of Thrones, and I think it's very interesting. So I'm figuring out the past and the future all at once, yeah. which I think is a good way to watch. Uh, let's, let's do, uh, who, who is the hottest woman in the show? I like Burnett, so I like Allison before she was pregnant. Allison Hightower? Before she Allison was pregnant. Targaryen, I guess? I, mean, hey, I, I, I guess Hightower, but that was before she was pregnant. And yeah, and, Because and then she was looking all fat Auto Otto Hightower, done dirty, man. He, he, he got done dirty by the king. Yeah. That, it's, it's, you could say shit is getting real. You could say he just got thrown into the chopping block. Chopping block? That's a new segment we're going to do, too. Who just got chopped? Who just got chopped? Scott Frost got chopped. Oh, God. Chopping block. Scott, Scott Frost, Frost chopped. Confirmed dead. Um, who else chopped? <laughs> like, where does he go from here? Where could he possibly... I don't know. I, I, I it, it brings up a good like point of... You know, sometimes it's okay to stay at those smaller st- schools and, like, not... I mean, I get it. Because I don't think he's going to another Power 5. But, yeah, he's not going to get another Power 5 job for a while. Like I was talking to you off the pod yesterday, Tom Herman, I think he is a good coach. You know, he Houston was great under him, beat some big-time teams, went to Texas. The dude doesn't even coach anymore. He was an analyst for the Bears for a little bit. He's now a college football commentator for CBS. And I haven't seen him on TV, so who the fuck's he commentating for? I... I don't know Scott Frost. No, he's just like a halftime halftime analyst okay. guy. He's not. He doesn't. Actually Regardless, my point is still my my point still stands that you know he could have not gone to a gigantic program and he'd probably still have a coaching job right now. So I don't know Scott Frost. I, think he's I, I would like. Find one. I want to see. I think he's going to find. I, I hope he does one. because I I like I hate Tom Herman as a person. I think he's such a douchebag. But he had not fun football teams to watch. Talking about Scott Frost. Well, I like Scott Frost, so I I would fall from grace for Urban Meyer. Goes to the NFL for like sixteen weeks, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go back to the big noon kickoff. Yeah, I'm just gonna go back to Fox, yeah, crawl but, away, and be an analyst." I, I keep seeing reports of uh, Urban Meyer to Nebraska. Not that's not gonna happen. There's no shot that happens. Why would he go to Nebraska? I don't know. I don't know why he would retire from Ohio State to go to Nebraska. Maybe he retire wants... from Ohio State to go to the NFL and then retire again after he gets like. There's no. I don't think. Yeah, I think I think he's done. Um, if he but did, it'd be interesting. I don't know who Nebraska like, gets. If he did, if he did go to, an, it would have to be a very, it would have to be a very big program if he was going to go. But to Nebraska is a big program, and they're willing to put money behind their right coaches. Now. They're not right now because of their coach, like their past coach, but like they have the money and fans. They're like AM where I think they're a sleeping giant. Like if with the right coach. Well, yeah, but AM has a hotbed of talent in Houston, which true. Nebraska doesn't have. True. But they have to go around the go around surrounding states, which also don't have a lot of talent, and fight off teams like Ohio State or the biggest Big Ten teams in that state. You, you so cert- I just you certainly have a good point, but I also think with conference realignment and stuff, you know. I don't know. Nebraska's certainly not a top 10 job, 10 job in the country, but they're decent. I Like I said, I don't even think Urban Meyer's going to go there, which is why I think it's ridiculous people are throwing it around. But um, So yeah, I guess chopping block. Who's who's on the chopping block this week? Otto Hightower, Scott Frost, 
Anum's dreams chopped. Anyone else? Notre Dame. They were kind of already Dame, chopped. Oh, oh, and two. The 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 Not the good. guillotine was already falling last week, and now the head is has been completely severed. So it has been cut off, chopped off. It has been chopped off. All right. Well, with that, King Charles the Third. Will he get his head chopped off? No, but but Queen Elizabeth chopped on the chopping block. <laughs> Signing off. Signing off. Perks Nowinski, rest in peace to Mard Walrus. And uh, if you're listening, Jebediah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Traveling in a fire.com combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover I said, do you speak my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. And he said, I come from a land down under. Read us low and mention I'm from the land.